What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the DK Soundbreak Podcast. I'm here with Risen, Lupin Bebop, Mr. and Mrs. for the win. And we are in the second round of MC Madness. It's going to go into April, but that's okay. That's okay. Because we got to find out who the true victor out of this group is. So we've got eight solid matches today. Sweet 16. The category is character arcs. I'm super excited. I think the group is ready. We've had two weeks of prep time. It's about to get wicked. So I'm going to let Alex kind of tell y'all the rubric that we're going by to make sure that we're making fair judgments tonight. So you can take that away. (laughs) So I will also be serving tonight once again as our official timer. Um, You have 90 seconds to answer the following questions. What happened in this character's arc? How did this character develop this arc? How well does the arc of the theme fit the show? How well does it fit that particular character? What does this arc mean to you? Now, once the way that we're going to do this is the first person is going to go do their 90 seconds, and then there will be a time for the other members of the council to pose a question or anything they want followed up. If there is nothing further, then there's going to be a time for which, or a time for um, that person to respond like to that point if they don't have any then you're allowed to just give a final thought about this arc in general. So the way that it's going to go is um, we hear argument one, we get the question for argument one, then argument two goes, we get the question for argument two, and then you get the answers um, for questions one and two back to back. So all you got to do is make the case for yourself. You get the points, you win the bet. We also have chat here. I will be running a poll so that like chat can be responding in long time or like just to see who won to see like if we have a tie in- across the board like the remember so i think that's it is there anything else i'm forgetting uh think that about that about covers it covers it uh i will say before we start um Spoiler warning, because this is the plot episode. Yes, yeah. bl- like blanket spoiler warning. Blanket spoiler like warnings all around, yes. Blanket spoiler and, warnings, yes. And oh, content and, and warning, for... because uh, these shows do touch on serious subjects. Yes. Like violence, sexual violence, suicide, things of that nature. Those will come up as part of explanation of plot. It is unavoidable. If that is something that you are not okay with hearing this is your warning now uh and we want to make sure that everybody is here and can sit and on everything the, that's going on and on top of that we have marked this as 18 plus for that reason um just you've been warned <laughs> you have we are starting the mc madness debates tonight second round of the tournament first matchup yusuke yurameshi against midoriya Zuki. And that so is excited. both this of is the for the, the wins. Win the Titans. The for the wins against each other. And I'm just going to like stay quiet this whole time because I, uh, nope. I'm right. Ready. I'm going to take in every aspect of this whole argument. Like, I ain't saying a word. Exactly. I don't want to give a judgment because I don't want someone to be mad at me. <laughs> well, We're good. you're screwed there. That's you're screwed why. there, bro. This is going to be rubric. fun. That's why we have a rubric. That doesn't mean that people won't have hurt feelings. Let me just take a deep breath. Get my heart rate down. I'm so excited. 
Oh, okay. All right. So are we just going to go like top of the bracket down? So like Yusuke would be first, Midoriya would be second type of thing? I think so. I try to like mix it up, to be honest. Like you don't have to do things back to back to back. Right. Oh, I mean, if you don't want to, I mean, I will say that that just home court. I will just say that like for the purposes of like um, Alex and I have talked about this as we discussed in the pre-pod. Um, so for the sake of like making sure our arguments do better and so that we're set up the right way, I'm going to go first and then he's going to go. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I know, I mean, I have no say in this since all my characters got de- devastatingly destroyed in the first round. So <laughs> I got one left. <laughs> I mean, but that's all you need, right? One character in a dream. Nada, you have... Absolutely. That's the whole theme of a lot of these. Yeah. I only have, I only have two. It's uh, Ippo and uh, Ainz. Ainz. And, yeah. and uh, me and you are doing that, I believe. Yep. And, I was uh, about to you say are, you're guaranteed you have Ippo and round. I have Ainz? Or is it the other way around? Other way around. I have Ippo? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready whenever you right, are. I'm going to 15-second warning. Um, I would like a 15-second warning, yes. All right. Counting us in. Yusuke Urameshi, three, two, one. Okay, so Yusuke and Team Urameshi are competing in the Dark Tournament because I'm doing the Dark Tournament arc. So the stakes for this is you get a single wish per every um, winning member. And against the odds of the live audience and everybody watching, Team Urameshi squeaks out a win. Now, the reason why this is so important to Yusuke's character development is because he learns so much about the demon hierarchy. This arc is his training arc with Genkai, and like he also just gets to see his friends like really power up, and it's great. Um, the Dark Tournament is fought without Mercy as a concept in it, so every fight is to the death. Like knowing this, like Yusuke is originally going in, like trying to like only fight the way that Goku does. He's only going in for points and for a good fight. But by the end of it, and again, spoiler warning, two of his friends are dead at the by the start of the final match. Like all of his life is on the line at this point, and he has a whole lot to do. So overall, this fits into his character because Yusuke is coming of age throughout this, and this tournament is thematically representing his end of adolescence. He's had really harrowing encounters before, but because Genkai and Kuwabara die in front of him, he really like has the stakes laid out for him. He not only has to learn how to rely on his team, but then he has to avenge them because they're dead. Overall, with the show, it fits in because he serves as the stand-in for humanity. And it's never more apparent here. He's outnumbered, he's outgunned, and in spite of it all, he squeaks out a win by being adaptable and being clever. And, like, it's great. Uh, It resonates just because it hits intensely hard with the smacks, and it's phenomenal. You should watch it. It's time. Okay. All right. <laughs> Any questions from the judges? Uh, she hit all the points to me. Yeah. I have did, a good. Like, I have a good final. I feel has. like the last, the last point is one that I really want to hear more on because sure I because I so think happy. it was just kind of. It's not that you did a bad job. I think it was just. I mean, you definitely can get good, more on the last There's a good little mix of jargon, and it's I always want a little bit of solidity as to what it means to you specifically. So, I'm lame, so lame, happy to do that for you. I have it laid out. You're hoping I can do it in a second. All right. But um, I'm going to stop here, and I'm going to set up for Alex. So, uh, Mr. Hill, are you ready? Okay, Mr. Join. Hill. 
You want to put 10 second one, right? Yeah. Three, two, one, Midoriya. All right, we're doing the uh, My Hero Academia tournament arc. Uh, My Hero Academia is a show about what it means to be a hero, and Midoriya is the stand-in for that. The tournament arc is a is a great deconstruction of a tournament arc because the stakes are objectively low. Um, they, they just survived the League of Villains attack. Um, All Might has laid the mantle of peace on Midoriya, but, like, at the end of the day, the tournament is about being a pro, not being a hero. So Midoriya feels the pressure to be number one, but the arc is about figuring out what being number one means. The fights are not flashy. Midoriya uh, makes it through the first two challenges on his brains, not his power. He has to take ownership of All Might's power. That's what this arc is about. Um, he loses his brain whenever Shinzo, the mind controller, uh, basically mind controls him. But... Um, the whole fight ends in a single punch, and the first real fight is between side characters, Uraraka and Bakugo. Uh, the real villain isn't in the tournament. It's Endeavor, who basically raped Todoroki's mom until Todoroki came to be, and the rest of the arc is about um, Midoriya saving Todoroki from that abuse. Um, he ma uh, Midoriya makes Todoroki fight him with his full power, to answer for that abuse. There we go. Oh. My arguments were too long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at all that's left on your note card. Do you guys have anything for Alex? <laughs> oh, man. Audience, feel free to chime in as well if you're here. I'm gonna go ahead and put up the poll after um, Alex answers with his final thought. I just if nobody that. has. I think the same thing, because I don't really think Alex got to the point of like how how does he feel about this tournament arc and what does it mean to him. Yeah. Okay, well, um, with the um, thing that we've set up, um, I think um, we're going to try and put it all in one sentence. I will say that mine will have to be a list, but like it'll it'll be short. I, I can make it short. Okay. So, fifteen seconds short. Um, I don't know if it's quite fifteen seconds, short, but I can try. <laughs> I don't think we're timing the final remarks. I think it's just a sentence. Yeah. Or, or like maybe two. Like if yeah, a, a couple quick. Yeah. Okay. Um. This arc is the granddaddy of all Shonen Tournament arcs because this arc has everything. We have good pacing. We have effective power scaling. We have good stakes. We have emotional punches. We have foreshadowing. We have Dragon Punch Hie. We have Fox Daddy Karama. And we have Yusuke being Pete Yusuke. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm good. Okay. Um, and I think that uh, Midoriya's tournament arc is a good deconstruction of a tournament arc because it is about Midoriya finding out that being number one only matters if you inspire other people to put you there rather than beating everybody else down. And I think that that is a great example for young men in this day and age to understand that we are here to inspire other people, not to 
benefit from their demise. Okay. It's live for anybody who's in chat, by the way. Yeah. I hope you're having trouble deciding. I am really proud of you. You okay? I had to compress so much into that last sentence. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I love that. I, and unfortunately, part of it I'm not buying. I hate to say that, but damn, that was good. But part of, part of it I don't buy. There's only one, like, there's like three words I don't buy. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with it too. That's the thing. I feel about the argument. So, um, have the judges come to a consensus? I don't know if there's anyone in chat to be voting. There has been no votes yet. <laughs> I mean, I know who I'm picking. I know who I'm. We all know who you're picking. You biased son of a bitch. I don't have to even think well, about that. You don't know. We don't know. No, I know exactly who this motherfucker's picking. Me? Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. Because now, if he votes against Knight, I'm going to lose. That's all he's doing. He's like, oh, you're just going with the masses, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's not. Now no. he's trying to discredit my choices, regardless. Risen, it's lose, lose for me now. Risen, I would like to Risen, what do you think? Who, who'd you give it to? Oh no. We'll never know. We oh, killed no. him. Yeah, dude. The world may never know. I great. Oh. You okay? I'm sweating so much. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, pressure, man. I'm I'm feeling the pressure that Midoriya had to feel whenever the symbol of peace was on him. Your <laughs> <laughs> argument is over. Over time. Discredit. Yeah. Discredit. Strike that from the record. Yeah. Oh, I move the strike. Risen, are you there? That doesn't factor into anything. We can come back to Risen. If we can't you hear you. If oh, you're... sorry. Sorry. There you are. Dealing with my kid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a winner? Oh, that's right. Mm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, Lupin, who are you picking then? If I'm, I'm going with Yusuke. Because it hit every point, and not not just because it's the granddaddy and it is the shonen anime, but also because it, it hits every point exactly for what the criterion that we're looking for. That makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, what about you? I am going with Yusuke because I think that Mr. For the Win... They did a really good deep description and wins the mm -hmm. first point. I think that it was pretty much a toss up on the second one, but I do think that misses for the win wins on the last two, which is three points mm. because she clearly had her heart into that last one because I heard it and I felt it when she said, daddy Karama. Yeah. Daddy. Kurama. <laughs> daddy Fox Karama. Yeah. But daddy I also Kurama think that she really, described yusuke as kind of that coming to age coming of age and everything Thanks, really well and so that's that's who i'm gonna give it to because i think that yeah Rosalind, what do you think but a well-developed argument yeah. thank you thank you 
I actually in this one have to. Um, I can't. I can't answer. <laughs> oh shit! A tie? Wow. Well, um, no? for, I was doing daddy things and I did not catch any <laughs> of his arguments. That's two out of three, so, though. So yeah, that was still two out of three. Yeah, though. Hey, I'm totally down losing to Yusuke. I think that Alex did an amazing job with her argument. Well, I, guess yeah. I think that she timed it extremely well. That's. I was like, and she the, did a really good, uh, really good job. Like, uh, like DK said, I liked the last two points. Uh, she like went like all in, all in. Hearts felt all in, and uh, jumped right into it. Yep. Nothing against, nothing against Mister for the win. I just can't make a solid argument on the argument because I didn't hear the argument. <laughs> That's all well, right. And, and, and the award for, the... for using argument most in one sentence goes to Rizzo. Yes. <laughs> and and for both of your apologies, they were for me having you know I sat back and listened and muted myself because I just I could. Um, the biggest the, the words where the words that I didn't buy, Mister For the Wind, were inspiring for others. Those are the three. Those three. Yeah, right there. I didn't lay that out as well as I should have. Yeah, that that's where I'm like Midoriya is. All of that, except for that. That's why I couldn't buy it. Well, was... he is, but that's not part of the argument that I made, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that it's yeah. set well, that he played to the shonen aspect yeah. of it. And, and, he was the, like, and that's this is a really like, good example for young men. And I was like, it is. It is. But, and, <laughs> that was solid. And, it is. and that's what I said. It was solid up until the inspiring for others. And I was like, damn it. Damn it! Yeah. That's where I mean. Just so Alex, that, just, Alex just said, "Nope, this is it." Bam, cut dry. <laughs> just so that you are privy to the part that got cut. Um, yeah, I want to hear that. the The tournament arc sets up the stain arc, yes. um, and part of what's so important is Midoriya getting Todoroki to accept his power. Is not just about Midoriya accepting his own power but is also about being ready to help um, the guy with the engine legs. Um, Ida. Ida. And, like, Ida. overcome the fact that, like, his brother gets murdered. And, like, See, and, and it, is about, it is about setting up Midoriya as a worthy hero to help with that, even if he had to give up being well-paid to do it. And, and like... See, and then this is where this is where for me it's too much setup. Whereas Yusuke is bam, cut dry, done. It is here, we're set up, let's go, let's do this. Well, and that's why Yusuke's thing is a tournament arc, whereas mm-hmm. Midoriya's thing is a deconstruction of a tournament arc. It's but... a deconstruction, but the problem with it is it's a deconstruction over too many arcs and too many seasons. And unfortunately, choosing the tournament arc was was a wonderful idea, but you should have gone with the the inspiring for others is where you lost me, because that that was where my okay here we go with all the other heroes now. It's not about them; it's about him in this case. Well, the point is that he's trying to inspire others, Which and like, that's why everybody turns against him in the thing is that they're inspired to beat him. Yeah, which like, I understand. But I did not set that up well in the argument. I will 100% admit to that. My wife is absolutely the winner of that. I felt like she was the winner of that. This is not me being salty. This is just me 
going, hey guys, this is a thing that if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Also, yeah, um, um, not to like further like, to, like say like how well that I did on this because I did pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex has stu Alex has stuff that he still has to talk about. I pretty much finished my page. Yep, <laughs> yeah, she did really well. So, all right, and who we got next? Masane. Masane and Issei. So, oh Alex god, go again. This is gonna I'm hurt. so excited. This is going to hurt me a little bit, too, because I love now, now, DK, I will leave this up to you and Alex. You can figure this out. But um, I I don't think it's particularly a great thing to ask him to go twice back to back. But you also will have to go back to back a bit, at, like again after this. Again, so yep. up to you. Because he's <sighs> his his match three is just DK. Yep. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I'm I'm happy with whichever one, whichever slot you want to take. I think I'll go second. Alright. I'll do three you're gonna be in a row. You're going to be talking for a long time. Whoa. But don't worry. I'll go first with Saitama. So it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go through. I like that. Alright. Well, then, um, um, Alex, if you're ready. Okay, hold on. Let me look. Anybody? I, I had a match in between and I apparently did not. Anybody need water? Take a water break if you need one. <laughs> yeah, I think I will actually do that. Good pizza, but I don't want to go heat it up yet. Well fought, Mr. For the Wind. Well fought. Yeah. And that's why I was like, yeah, I'm like, he got me right up in the heat. He had me, too. Like, I was going to pick Midoriya. Like, he had me, too. And then I'm like, oh, then you lost me. You see me. Okay. Um, Ready? Are we all present to hear Mr. For the Wind's argument? Risen. Anor <laughs> can deny or confirm. <laughs> but I'm here at the moment. Okay. Like it. Well, here's hoping you'll hear here for at least the next 90 seconds. Are you ready? <laughs> Love it. I'll count you in. Yeah. Three, two, one. Masane. Okay, gonna start with what uh, makes this speak to me. Uh, Witchblade is a humanist and feminist critique of the dehumanizing and commodifying nature of capitalism to all people, but more specifically women. Um, our main character is Masane Amaha. She has a six-year-old daughter. Uh, she's an amnesiac who uh, woke up after a great quake uh, with a child that wasn't hers that the government stuck her with when the government uh, kicks her out of uh, government housing. Uh, they try to take her kid. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens with that. But as part of her, like, whole thing is she has the Witchblade, which is this piece of technology that um, that two companies have used to essentially make human weapons. And the Great Wake that created her was, uh, or that gave her amnesia, uh, was caused by the fight between them. Um, Masane is not a good mom at the beginning. She very much, um, she, uh, she tends to, um, be irresponsible. She tends to be disheveled. Her daughter takes care of her. But as the thing goes, uh, she winds up sacrificing herself because the Witchblade is slowly killing her to make a better place for her daughter in the ultimate act of being a good mom because she is a good woman. Very nice. Very nice. Was that the end of the 90 seconds? 
Yes, that's, that's it. Says. Okay. Yeah, he ended it right on ninety. Nice, nice. My arguments are too long. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's okay. But I condensed a lot into that. I I did a better job on that. Um. Anybody have any thoughts for Alex before we switch to DK? Can you actually elaborate more on the um the like the witchblade if you can? Yeah, I can do that in the in the sentence. Okay. Then uh, with that, DK, um, do you want a fifteen second warning? I do. Um, do you that. want any other warnings than that? Because like Alice can watch the clock. I can give you like when you're at forty five seconds, and then again at fifteen if you want. I think thirty and fifteen. Thirty and fifteen. Okay. Please. Um, then I will count you in. We are doing Issei up next. And then, here we go, in three, two, one, go. So I'm covering Issei Hiyoto and his character arc through the birth of the Breast Dragon Emperor. Yes, the Breast Dragon Emperor. I think even the title of the arc fits really well, but during this arc, a little bit of backstory, Issei is the recipient of one extremely powerful dragon-based power, the Red Dragon Emperor. He does come into contact and have to um, battle the White Dragon Emperor, the other extremely powerful dragon-based power at the end of this arc, which is really awesome because it kind of is showing the beginning and true development and almost like a very final product of the height of his power scale throughout this exact arc. This is season two of the series, you see, as this is an etchy harem, it actually plays really well to the story as a whole. As you get to see a lot of that fan service, you get to see more of the girls. As the name says, Breast Dragon Emperor. Issei finds a lot of his power through Seconds. the enticement and love of women's breasts. So it's very humorous. It's comedic. It's something that I love because it's got great action sequences. It'll make you laugh. It has some really good undertones as far as like the power of friendship, 15 seconds. Um, respect for your friends. And all in all is just a great example of Issei going from a boy to really a man. Three, I'm good. Two, one, and that's 90. Okay. Um... I, I think I think the only thing I want um, is like maybe just like a little bit more like definition of like what actually is happening through the arc because I feel like you hit everything else but like not like an actual well, like oh yeah can I can we make the assumption that we that people at least were there for the backstories or should we assume that no one was there for backstories? I think assuming that people were there for backstories is fine. Um, I'm asking specifically because I haven't seen this and I don't know what happened. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, and you know, myself and DK, we, for those of you in the audience, we love etchies. Etchies are very close to our heart and harems, but that's a podcast for another day. Um, what I would like to hear is, you know, more kind of where, you, you hit it on that last sentence and that is going from a boy to a man and kind of how that fits into the overall character development as far as his arc was concerned. Mm, okay. 
So um, I guess you have two two sentences. That's to, really like, hard for like two sentences. <laughs> I think I could. I, think I mean, you can do it, it in, in a couple. Yeah. I think so I'm gonna go ahead and put the poll up for anybody who's in chat. If you want to vote, you don't have to. There's only two minutes. Um, but uh, Mr. For the Wood is up first with his statement. Okay. Um, the Witchblade is a sapient weapon that is actually a great mirror to Masane as a woman because uh, it is the mother of all of the weapons that these two companies made from uh, human beings and uh, is part of that cycle of commodification and abuse that, um, that Masane is going through and it chooses women specifically because it empowers them to fight that dehumanization and commodification and abuse through violence. Okay. DK, you ready? Okay. Okay. Yes. I mean, you're not timed. You can just say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to. I'm. I want to phrase it well because I want to fit everything in these like two sentences, but not like make them extremely big. Okay, so yeah, the birth of the breast dragon emperor arc essentially covers Issei's main training arc as he grows in his power understands the red dragon emperor abilities and grows with maturity and the arc ends after that training with his first rivalry battle so through that you kind of get to see a lot of his power scaling his growth almost in a shonen aspect but you really get to see his maturity and growth from a boy to a man shine through his relationships with the women around him, even though it's an etchy harem, really giving some serious themes as far as how to really respect these women and take their relationships to the next level. I hope that answers. <laughs> It does answer the question, is it cake? Yes. <laughs> is it cake? Yes. Oh my god, y'all heard that? Yeah, we heard that. Oh my, yes. oh my god. heard the whole entire thing. I was like, what about this cake? <laughs> the Jesus. I'm sitting the here cake. like looking for the looking for the uh Kaka, Kaka twin so I could start playing Kakagurde again in the background and then I didn't know y'all could actually hear that. Oh yeah. Fluid, man. Alright. Oh man. Oh, this is you know this is this is tough either is way really tough. good job mr you, Alex, yeah say, i know like, that was uh, that was really good you make me like, want to watch witchblade now i, I was listening <laughs> I, like i was listening to your argument and i was like dang man like we we really did like show up for this one <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you really like, came for this one to, uh, ask, asked you dk to elaborate more i was like Damn it. I wish you left it the other way. It'd have been easy. <laughs> okay. But no, and... DK, Witchblade is good, but 
I was not in. I didn't know half the stuff. He literally just said, "I've seen the Witchblade already," but I didn't watch it like in depth. I just like. I I will I will say some things after scores come out. I don't want to color anything. I just. Do you think to that end, since we're gonna go ahead and start delivering scores, I'm gonna give this one to Masane. Um, just because I think there was a lot of stuff that Alex covered in his 90 seconds. And I think that DK did a great job. But I really appreciate, like, the societal, like, arcs that Alex always takes a look at with this. Like, it was just very well done. Okay. So, gentlemen, you can decide who you want to, uh, who you want to give it to. Uh, why do you make me do this? But, uh, I'm going to have to give it to Masami. And unfortunately, in podcasts, this is how this usually goes. If I, if there is a dissenting vote, I'm usually the the dissenting vote. Um, but in this case, DK, I have to give it to Bosane. And what I was looking for out of out of Issei was how he took masculinity as just scoring with the women, and he took it and flipped it on its head in that hey, I can have respect for these women and have a relationship and be deeper than just boobs, even though boobs are a big portion of it. So, yeah, I'm giving it to Masane. Normally, I'd be the dissenting vote here. (laughs) All around, though, guys, again, like, you're making... This is gonna be hard. (laughs) You made made it really hard for me not to say Issei there. I was about to vote Issei, then I looked at it... Looked at my overarching feelings about it, and I'm like, dude, you missed the the deeper meaning of why he became the breast dragon emperor because society just sees him as hey i'm the grabbing dragon i grab boobs but what really came out of it was the the what's intimacy is what what it was getting at what is well say though i will say though shout out to dk for um the treatment of isai because he made it past round one and that was further than i thought he was gonna do we all thought isai was gonna get man i'm taking him as far as he needs to go you know you got nothing to be ashamed of. Round yeah. two was perfectly respectable. Yeah, Speaking sure. of which, are round three would have been a Saint Peter's. Um, real quick, <laughs> yeah, okay. Let me just. Tuton, if you're still here, we got Hold we got on. some. Heat I'm taking a bathroom for... break while y'all talk for a second. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take yeah. a quick break, and then um, I think Alex has a couple more things that he wants if, to call. I can I know, just I'm take here. a take a minute so that like the next time or the first time that you watch uh, the Witchblade series, um. I want you to pay attention to the idea that the Witchblade has its own intelligence. Like, yeah, it's not a I'm human. Like a sentient. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's not a human, but it is intelligent. And, yeah. and thinking about that, all of the weapons that were made out of orphaned children and dead people <laughs> by companies were done while the Witchblade was asleep. Like I said, man, you just went extra dark. Um, I didn't well, know none of that. Like the, the thing is, that was the point, though. Like all Ooh. these, yeah, done, like this is we, we can get in. We do get into it once in a while, but um, Witchblade, as someone who's seen it, it is the Two whole point of Witchblade. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, the whole point of Witchblade was it was designed to get you into the dark yeah. and gritty, yeah. but it really had a really really huge message on on feminism and just a lot of deeper deeper commitments to it and one of them was 
you know, the the sentience that the Witchblade has. And it, yeah, but how like, long like, is he the was, like he said in his argument, uh, 12, I'm looking at it right now, hang on. Was it the whole series? Was the it's, arc? Uh, the whole series. Yeah, yeah the whole the... series is one arc. Yep. It should be more than one arc, and I still, I'm still here for hashtag justice for Owie, and I'm putting that out there on the right now. <laughs> but like, <laughs> spit off series. But like, okay, so yes, no, they buried both of my gay ships in there. Like, I get that they were evil, but both of them, and I'm mad about it. But that's um, so okay. So you were four episodes, and there's an extra disc with special features for it as well. Mm-hmm. And welcome. Uh, uh, Mr. For the Wind, welcome to being an anime fan. <laughs> I can excuse the first one, but the second one was gratuitous. Like I said, welcome, welcome to being 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 an anime fan. <laughs> you now know what it. I, I'm like, wow, he really wanted to get on the soapbox. I'm like, oh, he's a fan now. Okay. <laughs> one of us now. Rewatch Wishblade and just watch it more in depth. So, so um. Reason what I do is usually I'll watch an anime. I'll watch it. The first time is purely for entertainment. How much do I like it? Is this, this is cool? What have you? If I watch it a second time, which I usually will at some point, it is to kind of get what is the message of this anime? What is it really trying to tell me? And what is what is this artist? What is the what are these people? What is what are they really trying to get? What are they trying to? What bush button are they pushing? Um, well, I, 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 like I said, I only I just started this year doing that with my anime. I used to just watch them to watch them, and now I watch them way more in depth. Like I really want to watch Fruits Basket, but I can't. Oh, you know why I can't watch it? You have a kid. It requires too much sitting time. <laughs> yeah, you you have baby. You have. You I have can't baby watch working. it and go. I have to like lock myself in a room and concentrate. Focus. <laughs> So like this is, and for me, I have a little bit of time to do that in between my off days. But the the you one I really good? I couldn't watch yeah. Clanon more than twice. It looked I like can't. he wasn't feeling good, by the way, when you sitting there. Like, yeah, wow. I'm just like I'm zoning. I'm looking at the criteria and looking at my yep. next three. So I was just kind of like zoning. Don't doubt. I got you. Oh yeah, I was letting right. y'all finish you the talks. Your... You you have man. I that on myself and then I got Naruto versus Saitama, which oh, those are two fun <laughs> MCs. No, guys, you want to talk, you want to talk about some big head Midoriya so versus excited. okay. So those of you who are also still here for the podcast and everything else, Midoriya versus Yusuke, that was a really big one. We we oh man, that was a really big one. We were That's not title match for. number one. And baby. the other one is Saitama versus Naruto. Like these are titans going up against each other and then we also have we also have a couple more titans going down later on too but i'm ready for match eight i'm so ready for match eight match eight yeah oh man match eight good luck buddy i know because match eight and for those of you who are out there and those of you know me very well (laughs) you know cowboy bebop is near and dear to me it's half my name so it's I'm gonna put up a fight, and I've had prep time on that one. I've had I put most of my prep time in it. <laughs> I hope we can uh, uh, do a little thing because I have to. After my match, I have to go take a shower. So whenever I get done, I can go straight to bed. Yeah, yeah, we can we can hurry this along. Yeah, 
I'll so I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? All right, Alex. You can just time me in. And I'll get started. I'll start with Futuro Usaugi. I can get you started. All right. Um, then we'll go five, four, three, two, one, go. So Futuro Usaugi, the MC for the quintessential quintuplets. I'm going through the arc, the second year last exam. So basically a little bit of backstory and what this arc kind of covers is the fact that during Futuro's time as a tutor for these five identical sisters, um, quintuplets, they have to pass, all five of them have to pass their final exams or else they will be transferred to a new school. Now, it doesn't really seem like great stakes at the beginning of the series because several of the sisters do not like Futuro. Futuro is not very happy about being their tutor, but he's there for the money. So really, in some instances, getting the girls gone and ditching them or them going somewhere else would actually be a good thing for multiple characters in the series. But what makes this so special of an arc is because Futuro has developed along with these girls. He's gone from being a cold-hearted person just caring about the money to really wanting them to have a great relationship with each other, pass their exams, do well in life. Uh, the girls are starting to develop not only feelings for him, but starting to care about their studies and their futures, what they're going to do after school. 15. They're developing as characters. And it really speaks well to me because it's a true rom-com essence. It really gets down to the romance and it's not just the cheesy harem. Okay. Okay. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, Whenever you go again, oh, actually, uh, you look like you have a thing on your face. Um, I think that uh, really touching on show themes is is where I would be interested to um, okay know more. So, um, this is unfortunate for you because normally you'd have like a minute and a half to think about it because oh, you have to go again. So you that's have okay. All the time in the world to think about it, so yeah. We shall be merciful. <laughs> yep. No, you're fine. If okay. needs it. So, um, if you're ready, you can do show you. Um, you want to take like a breather and then hit. Nah, I'm good. Okay, then I'll catch you in. Let's then do five, it. four, five, four, three, two, one. So, Shoyo Hinata is the MC for Haikyuu, which is a men's volleyball high school based anime. It's very exciting. Um, very electric atmosphere i think really captures the essence of sports anime and making you feel like you're there in the arena with them i'm going to be covering their inner high tournament which is the first high school tournament for the first year in the mc shoyo hinata but it's also a great early arc that develops these people as players which fits well to the sports um, themes it goes well along with the wins the losses um, the training camp that they did at the beginning of the arc showing that these guys are not the best of the best in the world just off the bat, off of natural talent. They have to work for their successes. I think that speaks volumes for the rest of the series. I love the fact that they introduce the characters and have them mesh and come together during this tournament. So everybody has been introduced and everybody has practiced, but now they feel the pressure of not only winning games, but winning a tournament out the gate. And so this really puts high stakes for them to not only 15. get together and learn to play, 
but also learn more about each other. It builds that camaraderie of sports, that brotherhood. And I think that it helps Hinata to develop as his skill, but also growing up as a person in high school and going through puberty. Um, yes. I think that's all right. Could add more, but. I think that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, that's the thing that I want to hear more about is how it helps specifically Shoya develop. Okay. Yeah. Or Hinata develop. I agree with that. Okay. So, um, you can answer first for uh, Futaro. All right. That was more about the show themes. That was more about show themes, yes. That was more about show themes. Okay. All right. Let me see. Hold on. Let me give you one second. I gotta wrap this together. All right. I got it. So... Futuro, and in this arc, the second year, last exam, really speaks volumes for the theme of the whole show because the biggest theme of the whole show, and I think one of the things that goes kind of under the radar a lot, is the fact that as Futuro develops with these girls and teaching them and just goes outside of the realm of his job as their tutor... And kind of gets nosy and gets into their personal business. He learns that no matter how much he studies, he learns that no matter if he's the top of the class or that if he becomes a doctor, or he's rich later on. Like no matter how much success he has, it means nothing if he doesn't have the finer things in life like his family, love and the support of his friends. And so I think that that's something that really speaks volumes even outside of the romance aspect of the anime. All right. And then for Shoyo, it's his development personally. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Shoyo Hinata develops strongly throughout this arc of this inner high tournament. And it shows well because he starts out as short guy he's playing up against the net which if people know at least a little bit about volleyball or have seen it it's not really the best place for a short person more than likely because it's hard for them to reach up above the net they can't block shots they can't spike he has natural talent at jumping high being quick and is all around pretty athletic but the thing is is that he can't just rely on that athleticism and he can't just rely on himself and throughout this tournament arc he develops as a person because he develops and how to lean on others he becomes um, dependent on other people he knows that winning just doesn't just mean glory for him but it means glory for the team and that he kind of sees the bigger picture at the end of the day and so i believe it builds him up as a person mentally emotionally because they go through some highs and lows through the arc but more than anything, it helps him to see more than just himself in the grand scheme of things and that his end game is not just getting himself to nationals, but it's getting his team there. Okay. All right. You're starting to play with those commas in that run-on sentence there. I was. I was. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were, man. I was <laughs> like, sorry. man, that's the comma, comma. Comma, say comma, sketchy, comma, sketchy. comma. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, against yourself, though, so we're not going to knock you too bad on yeah, it. Yeah. If only we had one. zeros instead of words. 
<laughs> anyway, um, commas. so uh, this is an interesting one. I, I, I think if there's anybody in chat, um, your vote will really count here because yeah, there's. Your vote, yeah, your vote's really the one. It's... Your vote matters, so I will put up the poll. Um, in the meantime, um, Mr. For the win, would you like to read out your winning first? Um, I will say that um, based just on the arguments, I was leaning Fudaro, but I think that the closing remarks for Shoyo really put him ahead, and so my um, my vote is Shoyo Hinata. I like it. Shoyo for me as well. Shoyo for me as well. God damn it. Why? I will not pull. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, but um, I feel like you really just nailed like Shoyo being an integral part of the team and like that thematically working out, and like Futaro just isn't America's next top model. I'm sorry. I I will say that the I will say that you made the case for the show more in in Shoyo's argument and talked about him more in the closing remarks, whereas you made the case for the character in Fudero's argument and made the case for the show in the closing remarks. Yeah. Yes. As a structural thing to point out. Lupin, who are you picking? <sighs> Doesn't matter. I want to say Futaro because you lean the, you, you lean, I want to say Futaro again, I'm the, I would, I would be the sending vote because you stuck to the character, not the show. But you made a better argument for Shoyo. Sorry. So my votes for Shoyo. Okay. Love it. Yeah. I'm always losing. Um, do you, I won do one you at least. <laughs> well, you had, you, you had to win one of those. You had right? to win yeah. one. No, yeah, if, if you lost I mean, it, we'd be uh, real concerned. <laughs> I mean, here, um, here, here's, here's the one I'm interested in. Like, so do you guys do you guys want to do the next round and then we could take a break for recording and then come back and finish it up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we can point out that's, that's, that's the halfway point and like that will give Risen a chance to take a shower. Yeah. Oh no, no. I was gonna go ahead and go through. Like I said, I was just like Oh, okay. Like um I have to go like take said, a like shower. After my... down real fast the, yeah, Did you say so? so I'm, He's I'm saying he can't going. stick around for the after pod. He just has to go through this stream. Okay. Well no, then, um, I'll tr I'll try and be quick then. Um, uh, I got Saitama. Um, do you want to go again for for Naruto, or do you want me to go? <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were just going like up down. I'm like, happy to go straight down. That's fine. Sure. I'm That's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I will get hand this off to Mr. For the Wind to count me in. Let me Hello, the fix my eyeballs. Um, DK, I don't know if this is going to help you a little bit, um, and like I might be digging my own grave here, but um, just because I do want you to no, win on your no, best possible... No no, 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 just hear me out. I want you to win on your best possible argument. You don't have to like give me an idea of what's happening with the show in general. I just need to know what's happening with the arc. Because like, you're giving us a lot of show setup, and like it's eating into your time. That's okay. all. It's eating a lot of your time. Like, I'm assuming that like, I'm just giving you a reminder of what happens like Grant, like very much like broadly speaking, like in the arc that's happening. That's it. Okay. Not See, like the whole show in general. And for me, and for me, I'm okay with focusing on the character rather than the show. But yeah, uh, that's we'll see. We'll see how this is structured. 
This is Titan on Titan, so this is my voice. Alright, I got Saitama. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Okay, so I'm doing Saitama for One Punch Man. Um, the arc that I picked is the House of Evolution arc. It's the first arc that you get in the series. Um, basically, Saitama and Genos deal with antagonists purporting to be from the peak of human evolution. Memorable fights include Saitama versus the Beast King, Kamakuri, Ground Dragon, Frogman, and Sluggerus. That's all like one fight. There's Geno versus Mosquito Girl. There's Saitama versus the Mosquito. It's great. Um, Armored Gorilla, Armored Gorilla makes it out and sends them to the, the House of Evolution proper to actually wreck shit, and they do. Hilarity ensues. So, they do wreck shit without prejudice, and Saitama is phenomenal throughout this. He basically develops from, it's a start close to an intro arc as you get with him, um, and he transforms to, from basically an average dude who looks like a webcomic drawing into, like, an absolute comedic tour de force. So, he does not give a fuck about anything. And, like, this all ties into his character because he ignores pretense across the board. This also is set up for, like, every other time he's dealing with the rest of the Hero Association throughout the show. Um, and, like, it also is, like, showing whenever he reveals his secret workout, it, like, it's some huge deal. And everyone's like, uh, that's nothing. And then he ends the fight with um, a powered-up, like, baddie whenever, like, that ends. And he just punches him, like, and it's over. So, as a whole, like I said, it ties in with the show just because, like, it shuts, sets up how the show operates. But I really like it because the foreshadowing of the fights are great, but it's also just really fucking hilarious. So. Yeah. Any questions? Did I lose everybody? Still here. I think DK's still here. I'm still here. I was waiting on y'all. Is your... Does anybody questions. have any questions? <laughs> no questions? Okay, then I guess we'll move to Naruto. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think I, I, I really I really, I really can't breathe. Okay. Okay. All right, then um, I'll count you in in three, two, one, go. So my character is Naruto Uzumaki from Naruto. I'm going through the arc of the tuning exams. This is by far one of my favorite. It is my favorite arc from the original Naruto series before Shippuden. It covers uh, basically these tuning exams are going for the next promotion of a shinobi or a ninja in their rank. This is important because Naruto is striving to be the highest rank and most powerful ninja in the village. So to actually achieve his goal, he has to go through a series of tests, written, um, skills-based, and also a final tournament at the end of the tuning exams and be successful throughout that in order to get that next rank and complete his ultimate goal it is so beautiful because you get to see so many major battles you get to see him fight the main antagonist of the series orochimaru you get to see him also uh, dealing with the demons inside of him not only you know metaphorically but literally as he deals seconds. with the nine tails um demon so with this he's kind of unlocking new powers 
He's having um, revenge fights in the tournament, um, essentially fighting for his future love interests. Um, it was uh, all Same around fast paced, great action, very emotional pulls on all of your heartstrings with segregation of clans, classism, and rising above to be the top and the best through these tuning exams. And three, two, one, time. Okay. It's so hard not seeing the time in front of me. So I feel like I lose my last three. I'm seconds. sorry. But it's okay. It's all right. I feel like I get it in. That's why I went ahead and set the 90 second timer on my stream deck so I can see it. Oh, yeah, I got a stream deck, by the way. <laughs> yes. I forgot all about I got a new one because the other one was growing with me. Bugging. Anybody got anything for DK? <sighs> Uh, I guess my question would be like, what about Naruto's journey through that arc really speaks to you? Because you did say it was your favorite. Yes. But I really want to, I want to hone in on that as a thing. Get it. down on it. I'm so glad he asked that. <laughs> I don't. That's like don't, my favorite closing. That would I be my do, best closing remark. But and for ahead. me, I want to know. Hold on. Where, where am I? Make sure I let me make sure I before I freeze this right. It doesn't come off as me doing what I normally do when it comes to Naruto and Bleach, and I'll explain that for the podcast in a second. Um, the development of the character. You, I want to know how more the character himself developed. You hit on it a little bit, but I want to hear more about that. The character himself developed. I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm writing for a uh, final thought. So, um, the House of Evolution arc is great for two particular reasons. One, um, despite having the lowest stakes of any antagonist fight that happens throughout the show, um, it managed to communicate that being a hero is just as much about the mindset you are in as much as it is being strong. Um, and second, um, it's so goddamn funny that I will go back and watch those two episodes in isolation before I rewatch the rest of the show. And I have done it before and will do it again. All right. That's it. I love it. All right. I think I got both of these. I think I can fit both of these into these two sentences. All right. Okay. I don't want to use like 50 commas again. So I'm trying to... <laughs> as long as they're about proportional, we're not going to get too <laughs> Right? <laughs> You better, you now, better be good because I kept it pretty short. You out like, hey, why is this your favorite? <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, but I'll honestly, I'll tackle Lupin first. Uh, I see Naruto's character development throughout this arc tremendous because the biggest key for the main character throughout this entire arc is he starts out at the beginning of this arc as the knucklehead ninja. It was his nickname. So he was kind of named as like having no battle IQ, um, someone who wasn't as talented as the rest of the people and just wanted attention and wasn't really there for 
all of the perks and for the promotion and actually went the distance, completed multiple exams, including the written exam that he really should not have passed, um, winning multiple one-on-one fights as the underdog and truly brought himself up as a true contender. And what was so beautiful about this arc and what I love so much about it is because Naruto's whole character is really based around getting the attention and appreciation of his village, which as an orphan and somebody who was an outcast because of the demon that was inside of him, he actually on the main stage in front of his whole village through these 1v1 battles in the end tournament actually gained the respect of many, many, many of the superiors. Approaching. (laughs) You talk for way longer. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I accept it. I I appreciate that. Oh, man, you thought way longer than that. I should get a second thing to say. You want a second thing to say? Say a second thing, then. You can't. You know what? I'll take my second thing. Um, In addition to being, again, like the opening arc four of of season one of One Punch Man, um, Saitama is peak Saitama pretty early, and like he's great, but he also has nowhere to go but up from there. It's good. <laughs> uh, so I'm giving you a word count on, on your sentences, DK. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to answer that specific question with one sentence. Yeah, we, but yeah. But I, I think that next round, I think we will have a different criteria than a sentence or two, because that's a really broad... No, I'm gonna like give him 10 20, seconds. I'm gonna give him 25 <laughs> words. If you can't say it in 25 words, like get get it, get yourself together. I don't you think any it. of us have said it in 25 words though. <laughs> 25 <laughs> words. Speak for yourself. Oh, uh, love it. Oh. Okay. Well. I will. I'm going to cast my vote for Saitama. Okay. Simply because I think that um, Alex's argument had less to cover in closing remarks. Um, and and in that, and in that as a thing, like I think that that speaks to a wholeness of the argument. The the thing that I will comment on though is that. On my rubric that we have, both of you hit all of the points in your arguments. I do want to make clear about that. I just think that Alex's was more concise in that particular regard, and that is why she ekes out the point for me. Okay. Reverend, what do you think? Or Lupin, would you rather not be like the dissenting vote right at the end? Would you rather go now? <laughs> gonna go it's definitely gonna be the dissenting vote now 100% (laughs) (laughs) two good MCs two very good MCs
Mm. You better stop. But <laughs> <laughs> I heard Kaiba. All the cards that Kaiba say. <laughs> I think has no pathetic cards, Yugi. <laughs> Oh man! Alright, let's let's just go uh, and hit like he said. They hit hit all the points in each one of the arguments. Well, I mean, unless unless the two of you have something else to say, I've already won by one vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if everybody else is abstaining, my vote is technically the only vote, and I feel bad about that. Chat, so please vote. That's what I said. And that's why I said I don't think I'm the dissenting vote here. I'm going for Saitama, sorry. And it's not, and Saitama is just a stronger character. You made a really good case for Naruto, but sorry, Naruto he just doesn't develop he develops well in that arc, but when I start looking at it as a character for this argument, you made a good case for him, but Saitama's was more concise and did have better development as far as his arc here. He went. And for those of you out there in the podcast, in the audience and everything, I am contractually obligated to throw shade on Naruto and Bleach whenever they come up. I try not to, but unfortunately I am. And unfortunately, Chad, he's biased. That's that shit. That's why. I think oh, you made no. a really, really strong case for you Naruto. You I'm did. just no, really sorry that you had to go up against me. Saitama oh. and her. Because Naruto, like, unfortunately, Nar your argument for Naruto, much like the show, ambles on and has too much filler. It what? needs to be more concise. The shooting exam had no filler. There was no filler in that. Hold up, sir. Is that whole art? <laughs> Just putting this no. out here. Like but I said, you, you I, my victory that arc, and that was a perfect arc. My true victory is that you guys thought so hard about it. Yeah. The fact that you guys sat here in silence is all I needed, really, at the and end of the day. Because if you yeah, sit you there and think about it, and you're like, damn, I said all that about Naruto, but that actually sounded really good. I like that. Yes, that feels and that's why you, you got me to think about it, and you got the argument down to that arc, and I'm like, that, you got me to think about it, and I was like, okay, good. That, that's I didn't a have win my, in his book. That's a win in his that's book. A win, that's a win. And that counted as a win. Though you didn't win that round, you, it was just, it was a win, because you got me to stop, and I'm like, okay, okay. And I'll be the anti-Lupin in this situation and say, I have a soft spot for Naruto. I think you did a really great job. I think you hit yes. all the points. This is like my point is entirely based on an argument structure situation. Yeah. And that's I'm like, fine and with that's that. I looked at it. It was just. <laughs> uh, you went against Saitama and Saitama missed for the win, and that's where it was just. It's not that the deck was, deck was stacked, it was just one where bam, hit point and go. And Saitama just. The fact that she hit the fact that for me, where she, where she really hit is that Saitama just doesn't care. He does what he needs to do and moves on, whereas Naruto cares too damn much about getting his own in. His own in. Yeah. But I think that's what's great because that's what drives the story. That's the definition I of mean, a protagonist. Exactly, but you have to look at it from, and it drives the story. But how long does that story need to go? 
as long as it needs to until he's Hokage. Exactly. And then we should. That's why we shouldn't have made Boruto. Because we made it. Like we finished the show. That was it. Yeah. Anyways, we don't need his kids. We gotta keep going. You got, we gotta keep That's moving. It's, <laughs> it's time. It's time. Like yeah, the three of like the, the four of the wins and DK have talked enough. It's time for Lupin and Risen to go head to head for oh, match God. five. Yeah, two ton. If you're still here, here you go. <laughs> this is Baby. it. You hear about the anime that he has? What? So, let's go, Epo. Risen, are you ready? Is halfway ready. Okay. okay. DK, are you ready? I'm not on. That's Lupin. That's oh. me. Lupin, are you ready? <laughs> I know yeah, I can what's do happening. It. I, I can I'm finally getting a break. I can tell myself. You do. You're finally getting a break. break after four rounds. You <laughs> just slogging through, man. <laughs> let, me, let me see. Let me see. Because, uh, like I said, there's really. But then I got two more right after this. Like, it never okay. stops. The hits just. What do you want to do, Lupin? You want me to go first, or are you going first? It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Um, mine's going to be short and sweet. Okay. Um, you do have a full minute and 30 seconds, and I know that 90 seconds doesn't sound like much, but, like, it will fly. Um, you can use that time as much as you need to. Um, I can count you in. Do you want a 30-second reminder and a 15-second reminder, or do you want, like, a 45 and a 15? What do you need? Um, let's just do, uh, yeah, let's just do a 30 and a 15, because, like I said, it's going to be short and sweet. Because it's really not very much... All right, so Epo's up first. Okay. All right, then I'll count you in. Five, four, three, two, one. Go. So I'm doing uh, Hajime no Epo, uh, and the arc I'm going to do is the very first one, which is the fighting arc. Um, the main premise of this is Epo is uh, a really gentle spirit, but he uh, was bullied a lot in um high school so he had the lack of confidence until like a fateful day he um encountered he was being bullied and he was encountered a um a professional wrestler and he was pretty much all inspired after he was saved and rescued from the bullies by him and so after that he wanted to join the boxing club and to to gain more confidence um but how this hits home for me is it shows the struggle between like that you when you're being bullied that anything is possible if you stand up for yourself even if you fail just just keep Science. going don't look back because it all it does is just put you down in the hole more and more and more uh but ipo trains every day even if his confidence is low he still gradually trains every day to be accepted. Um, but the whole premise of this arc is him f- pretty much gaining the confidence and fighting for this for the team. Not just fighting for himself to become more confident, he is also fighting for the team. And time. That- My thing is, is just getting to the last thing. Why does the character, what does the character art mean to you? No. I think that's it. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. I'm on mute. Last thing. uh, Why does this character, what does this character art mean to you? I think I just want to 
see you talk about that because you were just getting to it. You okay. covered up points to, to that point. I think I could do it in a sentence. A you sentence or a Devin sentence? No, I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I could do it in a sentence. <laughs> you ready? Oh, I could do it now? No, 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 no. I was, no, no. Lupin's We're gonna ready and Lupin. Oh, okay. Yeah, ready. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm here and I've got, uh, I can, I've got, a, I can tie myself. Okay. Y'all, who's watching Yu-Gi-Oh, though? That's me. Lupin. <laughs> Can you, like, turn it down, like, a little bit? Because, like, yeah, there were I'll times where I couldn't really hear Rizm, like, as that was happening. Sorry, I've been, um, I'm constantly watching anime. I have it in the background. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm glad you guys are doing it. Um, okay. All right. So I have Ein's Ulgum. Um... Ains, uh, or Bone Daddy Ains is the nickname in, in the world. Um, he is, uh, I'm bit, his arc is basically the entire show. Um, the development of him is he's actually a, actually a really good guy in real life. He, does, you know, pays his taxes, does everything on time. And his arc as he becomes who he is as basically the main villain in the Idrisil um, MMORPG is the villain and where how this develops he does more and more and more and more kind of evil things as far as the game is concerned but he's not really doing evil things but as he discovers it becomes a whodunit throughout the throughout the anime of because there are actual evil people going through and you know killing people in the real world and causing people to disappear he's actually doing evil things to evil people and it asks the question of us who is really the bad guy is it those of us is it what is, and what is true evil it makes us look in the mirror of not just who we are but he also asks himself that as well am i becoming the evil that that i am that i am doing but he never really crosses the line up until up until a certain point and it, it's kind of a and it means a lot to me because it gets me to look into my own mirror as a human Time. as well. Yeah, I want you to finish that thought. That's your yeah, I, I agree. I'll say, mm-hmm. <laughs> but all right, Risen, you ready? All right. Yep. Yeah. Um, let me see. And say that one more time. What was your question? My question was just uh the final bullet point on the rubric. So what does this character arc mean to you specifically? Okay. Go anytime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So pretty much what this arc means to me is it just hits home. It's just like life, actually. Like you are gradually looking for jobs doing the best you can and pretty much being like overworked and in Epo's sense is he's more at first he was doing it for himself or like doing it for a people pleaser. He was doing it for uh, other people instead of himself. But as the art goes on, he starts really enjoying it and seeing that anything is possible if you just put your mind to it. 
Like it. Lupin, same question. What does this arc mean to you? Um, much like Risen said for his, uh, for me, it's the same thing. It's about life. And are we truly evil when we do bad things? Or if we do bad things for good reasons, is it or what def what defines that? And what makes a villain? And can we can good exist without evil? Can evil exist without good? Um, and it's an arc that we all have. So we have that line that we come up to. And we decide, are we going to cross the line or not? Turn it down a little bit more. For the winds go first. I think. I think based on. On how he talked about the why of it and how it relates, like to the show in general, I think Epo barely squeaks it out. For me? I think I'm casting my vote the same way for the same reason. Uh, I think that... I think that Epo is... I think the way that Epo's meaning was expressed um, really did get down to a very specific earthly question and i think that um and again this is one of those that every every point has been hit and it's just a matter of a not even really a structural thing it's more of a like a theme thing i guess okay DK, what do you think? Hmm. Well, mine doesn't matter. I'm just I kidding. still want to hear what you think. <laughs> I'm actually... There's four votes here, so yes. There's four? Does. Both of For the Winds... And me? That's yeah. three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm actually... I'm actually going with Eins. I actually agree with the For the Winds. And I think... It was even on the first two points. Yeah. I think you guys covered the arcs and what happened. The ending argument, Epo wins. But where the two points are and where the themes really hit, Lupin used a good amount of his time and even part of his closing argument and really touched on the what is evil, you know, the really true themes throughout the show and what, it has to do with that character in specific because he really drives a lot of those points. So that's where I think it edges out. Okay. But all in all, and this, is, was... this is another round that I'd really like to see both of those shows because yeah. of the cases that were made. I really want to watch Epo now. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't even on my radar until like we had it, this. It, 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 it wasn't. And as someone who's watched that, when I had to defend it last, last podcast, it like... He like he is a damn consistent character, and it's it's so hard because I'm like he goes against Eins, and Eins is one of just one of those guys. Even defending it now, it's just like 
uh, he's bone daddy to me because he's just so so much of his comedy is so dark that oh, like oh snap i thought y'all said i'm's one no no you, no, did. you did you did he did but just a little bit and even the, like and, and that that's what I was afraid of. I'm like, damn, because Epo is so damn consistent, it's so well presented. I you have to take into like it's hard. Because you gotta watch both animes and you'll understand what I mean by Epo is really damn consistent. Okay. Well, we are on to match six. Um before we begin this, um DK, how you feeling about uh <laughs> now that you now that you've actually like gotten really close to finishing Madoka, how are you feeling about like that that drama titan like titan fight? <laughs> yep. Oh, you talking about match six? Yeah. I actually yeah. feel pretty good. Really? Like I I mean it's a it's a great show. It's actually better than I expected because I'm not I'm not well versed in like magical, magical girl, girl stuff, of course. Yeah. But oh, I, I really liked I really liked it. I like the characters, but after watching it, like I already said, like I think the <clears throat> I think the other girl has a really strong character, but it's an MC thing. But Madoka's really good. It's yeah. just solid. If I if I could if I could make this argument on behalf of Hamura, I would, but that's not a thing that I can do. So But yeah, you're no, but you're also no. talking about the MC of like my second favorite anime movie. Like no, I understand. Like, <laughs> so, this is, is going to be great. So I'm like, I love it all. But it's really good. You know I like my romances. I'm not even going to try and get through the title on this one. Like, just so anybody knows. Like, it is it is the series about Madoka. That's what we're focusing on. So, yeah. I'm ready. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. So I'm actually going to focus in not on a specific like arc that happens, but actually the arc of Madoka and Sayaka's friendship, um, especially like as they are going through, like learning about the witches and learning about Kyubei and like whenever Sayaka actually makes her contract. So she ends up making a wish that um, does not end well for her. She wants the love of a man and it ends poorly. So when, until Sayaka's fight fate is sealed the only real stakes of making a contract have revolved around fighting not about what actually happens to you once it actually happens to sayaka and like she's overwhelmed from despair you see actual deadly consequences and that's just for being a witch like madaga also loses some innocence in watching this because again like up until this point like it's just a fun time and we're like all having a good like laugh about it but then sayaka's dead and and um mommy is dead too so as far as like how this ties into Madoka, it's this loss of friendship is extremely traumatic to her. Like she has to go forward now really thinking about the ramifications of her wish. She has to be more careful about like when she's called to action because Sayaka serves as her call to action. Like Sayaka's a hothead and Madoka has to like make her own choices at this point because Sayaka's gone. And overall the show as Sayaka falls into the law of cycles and over a dude, I will remind you, it allegorically represents someone losing a friend to an abusive relationship. You can't get out of that. And it's really dark and talks about like magical girls as like usually like literally weaponizing their bodies to make things happen. Thank you. Good insight. Um, I like hearing I like hearing Alex talk about it because she likes her magical girls. So I, I like the, I like uh, hearing somebody that's gonna like to do it justice. Is, um, <laughs> what it means to you. Oh, I will happily tell you what it means to me um, and why. I was, I was starting to get to that, and I, I, I 
myself a little short there, but that's okay. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. All right, so, DK, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Then three, two, one, go. So I have Shoya Ishida. He is the main character from A Silent Voice. The whole arc is the movie. It's an hour and a half movie. Uh, but it starts off with Shoya actually standing on the edge of a bridge about to take his life. And so we know that there is some pain. There is distress in his life. And during this time, he reflects on how he was a bully when he was younger. This ended up isolating him um, up until this present point. And so he's really dealing with um, guilt, loneliness, and just that dark, deep sense of the world would probably be better without me. And after being talked off this ledge, not taking his life, he starts this path of great growth throughout this series and this movie of redemption, of heart felt reconnections, um, actually paying back the money for the hearing aids that he took from the young deaf girl that he bullied, um, and even reconnecting with the deaf girl that he bullied, which was sparking a love uh, between the two of them. So it was a very beautiful story. It's so gripping from beginning to end. Um, it's an emotional roller coaster. It hits on the themes of like, your life matters, um, that no matter... Um, who seconds. you are or where you come from, you know, you have value in the world that actually disabilities to some people are not disabilities at all. How the young deaf girl um, works through society and acts like a normal person. You know, it is a great I'm... all in all story. Wait, I thought I had 30 seconds when you said that. No, I said 15. I'm sorry. Ah, okay. That's all right. It's okay. Yep. I feel like I'm on the same point. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would like to hear specifically, like, what it means to you. I do think that you uh, put forward a lot about the themes, and like, you were you were selling investment in it. But I would like the words it means to me oh. as a thing, so that it's personal. You want to know what romance means to me? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I'll I'll hit you first. Um, Go first. The reason why this arc and Sayaka and Madoka's friendship in general means so much to me is that they are two regular girls and it and like what happens to Sayaka is a cautionary tale of what happens to any woman who burns herself up for a partner who does not give a shit about her. That was kind of brutal. <laughs> Bruh, like, you haven't even made it to the last episode. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> you, yeah, you haven't made it to the last episode, so I can't say anything to you. Like, I want oh, to know, bro, you, you haven't made it oh, made man. yet. That's awesome. <sighs> All right, DK, you ready? Yes. Uh, all in all... Shoya's story throughout A Silent Voice speaks volumes to me because I'm such a strong advocate for suicide um, prevention, um, self-awareness, and having a love for yourself and others because I think it's the most valuable um, point of life knowing that you actually mean something to the people around you and you have a purpose for living. Good. Good answer. I like that. Alex is visibly like distressed, so if somebody else would like to start, 
I hope you felt that. Y'all can't do this to me. <laughs> but I don't love the drama. Unfortunately, that's what these character arcs. It are. really is, though. Like, yes, sir. Pull out your heartstring, kind of thing. Yeah. I've been sitting here in just absolute silence, even with the mic right. muted. I've been in silence, like a grown really man I'm... shed real tears on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like no, and that's what I'm going back and I'm trying to put my feelings aside, but I can't here. <laughs> DK, no matter how this breaks, um, I think you and I have done a really great job of making a lot of people feel really fucking bad. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Hella sad, dude. I hope you feel better about yourself. <laughs> I'm literally just thinking like... Mm. And again, those of you in the audience... Yeah, who's please, in uh, chat? We always... Let's yeah, uh, who's still in chat? Who's in chat? Who's still in chat? still here. That's a good question. I'm sure people are lurking. Like, sure oh, wow. like if you're lurking, I understand lurking, and that's great. But like, we're gonna need a poll on this one. Poll? I mean, I don't know if anybody will answer, but I'll put one up. We're gonna I see what the. Uh, we're gonna see if what you're the there, you don't are. have to do anything in chat, but please, please, please answer. <laughs> I do like. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to these polls, but I have gotten progressively like less and less coherent as they've been going on. <laughs> <laughs> see okay oh, this is so hard so talking about this i don't know if it has to do with the last episode although i haven't i i think it does but mm -hmm. i would have loved to have heard your insight more a little bit on the wish i yeah. just because i, I want to hear from your I point will, of view i will tell you what regardless of how tonight goes um i promise you you will hear my thoughts about Madoka, Hamura, and the wish that Madoka makes. And the wish I that Madoka makes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> After the last yeah. episode, I'll message y'all. I'll message the Discord because I'll be like, yo, I want to hear what y'all have to say about this. I still had another crazy theory, but I think it got disproven. I don't know. I'm going to put this one up for three minutes. Y'all take some time to think. Good luck. I don't know if there's anyone in chat to vote on it, but it's here. But it's here. Oh my God. Alex is so deep in thought. I love it. I think we're both this man. I have never had to split a hair this fine. Have you seen a silent Ever. voice? No. You're going to watch that this week yeah, with you, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, and by the way, a silent voice is also on Netflix, and it's both subbed and dubbed. It's on Netflix now? Yeah, it's been on Netflix for a minute, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to have to like... sail the high seas to watch it, but that's okay. It's, it's, it is. <laughs> So good if you have not watched the Madoka oh, series. And DK, God. you really, you really, yeah. really need to see the follow-up that Hamura does. Yes, because you that, really need to see that follow-up. That is really fucking good. Oh, is it like a whole other series? Or is it just like it's, a couple it's episodes? It's just one thing. It's one, one. It's one movie. Is it an OVA? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, 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 you can do it today. Easy, Easy money. Well, yeah, it's a, I think it's like, I think it's a nice, neat, like, hour and 20 minutes. Oh, Easy. No um, one has voted in the poll yet, so I think they are as split as we are. Either that or no one. If one's anybody here. is there, please, yeah. your vote counts. Yeah, your vote's your actually vote going to count. So much so right much now. So much right now. So much. It this is the most a vote has ever counted. This is electoral college. <laughs> uh, I'm... It's literally the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I said it doesn't. It's electoral college. <laughs> no. 
like as far as like I'm split right now because I'm sitting here like. Do we need a tiebreaker? Does will that help you guys? No, because there's no. three of them, and I want to hear what they got to say. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, um, if they can't, if they literally cannot decide between the two of us, I'm saying maybe you and I give it one more like thought to help push it one way or the other. Maybe. Because like it, it really sounds like I know Alex is looking like genuinely very split. Like Lupin sounds like he's split. I where Risen is. I think Risen has, like, gone to shower. No, I have not. No, he's uh, here. I'm, oh, okay. I'm leaning towards show you, but I'm like, God bless. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> hey, you're doing better than me over here. Uh. <laughs> I'm so, like, I'm so conflicted here. Because uh. knowing the context of, my, especially knowing the context, and Alex shows a hell of an arc. Ugh, and it, especially for me, it hits close even to the, home. I didn't even pick the easy win for me. I, uh... Yeah, and it hits close to home for me, but a silent voice does, too, because I've been in both these situations, and it's just one where I'm like, fuck, man, I'm... And both these are presented so well, I'm like, man, I'm literally gonna have to split a hair here. I mean, I'm... I mean... Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a real quick think-out-loud situation. Um, DK really did drive home a silent voice. I yes. Think. Like, and, and, like, it really is deeply, like, <laughs> the way that you argued is deeply touching and, and, like, extremely effective. And by the same token, Alex has done the same thing. I know exactly how much, um, What's up, how, how you doing? Burning doing yourself up right now. How you doing, cheese For ball? somebody who doesn't <laughs> for care rain. like you do is important not just as a theme in that show, but to you specifically. Yeah. And like oh, yeah, I got, I got yeah. some feelings about that. <laughs> and I can't like this is why it's hard. Thank you for the like, JK sprawling follow. I appreciate you. You guys are so awesome. Thank you for the raid. The chat has left us. No, chat hasn't left us. DK, uh, we, we, we just got a raid. Chat did not vote. Chat yeah. did not vote. <laughs> did not we, vote. we can try it again. Hi there. Uh, again. Hello oh, there, yeah. Raiders. I didn't hear any of the arguments, though. Like I know. Hello there, Raiders. I don't care at this point. We just need votes. No. Hello there, Raiders. I need no. you guys to come no. to a solid I... vote. Wait. Alex has made a decision. My vote is going to go to Madoka by literally the slimmest margin that, like, I cannot quantify the slimness of the margin. Like, you could have an electron microscope and not see the slimness of this margin. Damn, Alex. And, and uh, like, you both did so well. And that's where and, my... Uh, God, I hate myself here. Uh, and what you have to do, I understand. Uh, DK also understands, right? DK, I understand. I'm, I'm mostly giving, I'm mostly giving it to Alex for the fact that the arc that was chosen is a sub arc of a much bigger arc, and she absolutely could have destroyed your whole crap with like, 
with like the whole thing and she held back on that one and I know that that's technically not part of the argument but I can't judge the arguments because the arguments are so good <laughs> and that's what he, I want the judgment and <laughs> this, this is for me god damn it I'm, I'm so stuck like I want to vote so badly if I could give half a vote uh, with uh, I can't though I'm going to have to lean toward Medica and the only reason I'm saying this the literally the only 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 reason I'm saying this is because of how close that arc hit, hits to home for me. Um, the one in the silent voice hits very, very close to home for me as well. But the one for Matica, um, I've lived it more than once. So um, okay. that's literally the only reason I can, I can do it. Oh, God, that hurts. It hurts. Prism, what about you? I went with Shelia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I want DK to come away from this knowing that he did in fact go toe to toe when this is for the win and at the very least tied. Like yeah, the only tied. reason there's a winner of this bracket is that there are three of us. Yeah. That is literally reason. the only reason. I consider this a tie technically, but uh just it hurts so much because I've lived both of these and I'm just trying to think. You know, uh, the only reason I went with Maddox is because I've done that more than once, so I have the experience. But fuck, that was so good. My, That's hard. My... It's hard competition. The man, like, I, I feel because like I feel like Madica actually follows through with death. Well, and she... the, the silent is... voice sort of plays with the prevention and being there at the right times type of thing. And like... the same, yeah, being there at the right time, but it also deals with the follow through. It does. It it. Uh, it, like you hinted at it you didn't mention it explicitly but I ran with it a little bit but I'm like they both hit the follow through just enough and I'm like oh this hurts did, my heart I, did I didn't want to other... like ruin the end so I like I didn't well, want to play yeah. well, on part of yeah. that too because that's a whole different emotional point but because, I'll accept it if Mr. For the Win watches the movie by Saturday oh absolutely she will so, oh, she because, will. Um, I don't know if you had any further points about about him, but I did have one more point for Batica that I actually didn't get to say. <laughs> what was so, that? Um, I had a whole thing about puberty. Uh, like, the whole thing about the Law of Cycles is that it's a parallel for puberty um, in that, like, they are both inevitable double-edged swords because you get a whole lot of power, but it also burns you alive inside and you have to weaponize your own body. Hmm. So, mm -hmm. but, you know, had to make a choice. I... Are you okay? I cannot say that I have never had to make a decision that hard because I have, but, like, it's up there. <laughs> yeah, it, this, was, this one was just... Oh, this hurt so bad, because I, I was almost completely in the Shoya camp, and then... I was in Madica because I already liked Madica and then made the argument for sure you're so well. And then I was like, Madica, but I know the weight of Madica's actions, but at the same time you added, you gave the weight of Shoya and the development, how it goes on without forming the ending. And I'm like, 
uh, my my brain my 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 brain my brain was conflicted and so it asked it asked heart and my heart you know my heart's ever my heart's an asshole so <laughs> like why this is your job you figure it out and I'm like dick <laughs> that that hurt that really did hurt okay uh, we're heading to match seven two more to go y'all. So um, up first um, for match seven is Sora with no game, no life. And who who's who has Sora? Mister for the win. Mister for the win. Oh, I get both for the wins. Yeah. <laughs> All right, give me like two seconds. Then. Actually, I already went up against Mister for the win. You did. I did. So this is just revenge. I was playing. <laughs> the rematch. <laughs> the rematch. The grudge match. <laughs> you better do my girl proud or we will have words i'm scared now you should be. that you just said you that <laughs> no you'll be fine <laughs> mr for the one are you ready uh give me like a minute to breathe okay you all right uh yeah there's a lot to touch on here and i'm gonna try to I'm going to try to do it. I am going to have to cut half of this, so I'm just making sure that I hit the points that I'm going to hit. Okay. Um, okay. I think I, I think I can do it. Alright, then I will count you in. Presenting Sora from No Game No Life is Mr. For the Win in 5, 4, 3, 2, one. Okay, uh, No Game No Life is a story about how our environments shape us, how we cope with unfairness, and how to leverage hope to overcome our traumas and regain our humanity. Um, Sora the protagonist starts as a nihilistic misanthrope in real life. Uh, he's highly skilled, unvalued by, but those skills aren't valued by society, so he's detached and self-destructive, but he is accustomed to unfairness. He gets taken to a, a virtual reality world where games decide everything, and suddenly, because there are rules, his skills are valued. And um, the rules don't make things fair, but they do make winning possible, and they do give Sora hope. And that hope means that over time, Sora goes from being a nihilistic misanthrope who is just using people to get what he needs to an ambitious humanist that is ready to take on God by the end of the arc. Um, he builds a group of friends that he always gives credit to. He inhabits positive masculinity without having to sacrifice himself. I think that he is a great message for, for men like me and men in the future that, like, if you have a way you can have the will to make change. And Sora embodies that. Oof. Okay. That was deep. Fuck. <laughs> <Ugh>, wow. <laughs> Man, that was deep. Um, any any follow-up points, gentlemen? Nope. My feelings are hurt, but nope. You, you and me both. Good <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, my feelings are hurt a little bit. I actually do have a follow up, but uh, what? The, well, my follow up is more based upon my knowledge of the show. But 
Um, where I think I know where where my hair is split here. Um, you say that all of a sudden he has to live underneath rules, and you know, but it makes winning possible. And you know, how does that fit within his care with his within his character development for his art? Okay. I can do that. It's a doable thing. Um, DK, are you ready? Man, I think so. Okay. Do my girl <laughs> do my girl justice. Do her All justice. Right, um, Peace and oh, justice. Wow, I'm against Usagi right now. He's against your DK Oh is my god, I didn't even realize. DK is presenting Usagi Sukino from Sailor Moon, <laughs> no less. And DK, oh, yeah. if you're ready, I'll count you in. Five, four, three, two, one. My character is Usagi from the Magical Girl anime, Sailor Moon. I'm going with their first arc, Dark Kingdom. Um, for the original anime, that was season one, episodes one through 46. And it was really awesome because it's the beginning of kind of, not really the beginning, but Usagi's saga. Um, she joins the Sailor Scouts as the leader. She finds Luna, her magic black cat. Um, joins the Sailor Scouts, finds the other Sailor Scouts, and thus begins their quest to find the crystals and to find the Dark Kingdom. Um, along the way, she encounters many villains, goes on rescue missions, um, develops great deep friendships, learns what the true meaning of loyalty is, and actually towards the end of this arc actually recovers memories of who she was prior to finding Luna on earth and so what was really great about that was usagi develops as a woman as a leader and as a powerful magical girl without having that back knowledge so knowing kind of the fact that it's in her nature and in her subconscious to be a great magical girl and leader and no matter what situation you throw her in greatness will follow and so I think she's an awesome character. She's a wonderful role model for women and absolutely adore her headstrong attitude on doing good for love, justice, and peace. Okay. Another solid argument. Was that uh, was that on point? Was that like on yeah. time? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, I was like, I'm on. <laughs> I think um, if nobody else has a follow-up um, and I like... It's, it's a bit of a softball question because I kind of already know the answer, but I do just want to hear you say it. Mm -hmm. um, why in particular does this arc mean something to you? Why does it mean something to me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Mr. For the Win, um, your rebuttal's up first. <laughs> um, okay. I will, uh, I will start with saying... The thing that changes between the game world and the real world is that the game world is ruled by the Ten Pledges, which are immutable rules that establish win conditions, and those win conditions make it possible to win and give Sora the hope that he needs to become a better person in a way that the real world doesn't. Um, and it they don't make things fair because the Eighth Pledge talks about uh, you can't get caught cheating. That doesn't mean that you can't cheat. Um, but, and Sora even points this one out, the Tenth Pledge doesn't hold any power, but it says, let's have fun and play together. 
and it and it really does crystallize into any world is better when we're in it together and Sora by the end of the arc go uh, by the end of the arc is somebody who embodies the 10th pledge Ooh. Okay. and he's ready to take on God but I already said that <laughs> DK, what does the Dark Take Kingdom mean to you? <laughs> yeah, so honestly, like, the Dark Kingdom, it means so much to me because it's super nostalgic for me. I remember running across Sailor Moon as a young man, and honestly, all I cared about was shown in anime, but it was so awesome to be taken completely off guard and to be dragged into this story so well with a female MC that was strong, level-headed, and honestly just, like, had presence and great personality. And I'll absolutely remember this arc for years and years to come because, I mean, it's been well over 15 years since I've seen it, and I still love it, and the intro is banging. You can't compete with that intro, Mister, for the witness. <laughs> no, that's I will one hundred percent give you. That I cannot compete with that intro. On that one. That's my trump card right there. <laughs> oh uh, man, man, that was so good. Made though. me start a YouTube channel. I told you that. So I told you, man. No game, no life was, I think, a good one. Well, what do you think? Oh God. I'm see. I've been I've been sitting here the whole time. Like, you love you love DK and softball, and of course he grand slammed it. And but Mister for the Wind made such a good argument for Sora, mm-hmm. and I I loved him. I loved him a softball. He just didn't realize that it was a softball. Um, God, should I start I, playing I, the theme song? Jesus. If you play the, uh, I, <laughs> no, 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 that is not endemic no. to DK's argument. Absolutely not. Yes, it is. Yeah, vetoed. Line vetoed. Definitely Dance. part of the character arc. Okay, okay. We'll do okay. A, strike we'll it from the record. Later about yeah, the, we're gonna about, strike that. Uh, yes. Yeah. This is another one where both like God. So uh, the ty- So I put I put Mister for the Wind's Crusade aside a little bit. And the reason I say I put that aside because I know he goes on a crusade with some of these. Um, looking at the characters and how it developed, I'm going to go Sora as far as the character arc. Um, the reason being, who's, don't get me wrong. Um, ah, and I, This is where I want to just kill myself a little bit. And the reason I want to kill myself a little bit is because, is because Usagi's arc is so good. And especially that first one where she starts coming into her own and coming of age. Sora comes into comes of age a lot a lot better and he learns to depend on his sister. His sister, which he which Mr. For Wind kinda left out, but he depends on his sister just as much as he depends on his own instincts. And he learns that uh, learns throughout his arc that he can win in that even he instead of being you know a, nar- a misanthrope that he can't win and it restores hope 
and that were in the hope springs eternal is so simple but it's a theme that it starts with a thought the seed and it grows and usagi she just kind of she doesn't god it's it's so hard yeah it's hard because she has this personality that i just can't pull myself away from and that's what made it that's what makes it hard for me but i'm i'm going to lean on sore purely by points <laughs> I would like to say before I give out this point. DK um, did he I will say this. DK did your girl justice though. He did. And the thing that I was going to say is for and the reason why um, I was giggling about um, the question that I asked is I know the reason why this arc means so much to you is because it's the only one you've seen so much. Yep. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but I'm like, that's why it means so much. I low key said that, but I was like, yo. I was gonna let you have it. Um, so for, for the only art that you have seen you did a very good job yeah, selling it you did a really good job and it's one knowing this character and all that i've seen all the arcs she does she has this electric personality and i just can't i i, I just can't pull myself away from it but purely by points by points sore went won it obviously. i think for me based entirely off the closer of he embodies the 10th pledge mm-hmm. i have to give it to sora yep. and that's the only reason <laughs> yep and that that's what sold it for me was that right there the fact that he pointed out even in the anime why do we have a rule we don't even have to follow hey let's just have fun with this it's a game have fun it was very good again dk big ups to you because yeah, you did. um yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. As far as far as character arcs go, um, we can discuss this on the afterpod. Um, you definitely had a, a tough time because there are better arcs for Usagi, in my opinion. But we could talk about that later. Um, Probably true. Risen, if you're still there, you can give us your thoughts. My thoughts is going with uh, no game, no life. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. We like it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, as much as much as I hate to see her eliminated from the bracket, uh, yeah. yeah. As much yeah. as I hate to see it too. Ah, oh, uh, God. Unfortunately. Oh, here we go, heavyweight we match. Uh, All I can say is I was definitely I not so expecting Epo. I wasn't expecting to make it. Yeah. <laughs> to the quarterfinals well, I, of any well, one of my people. I'm done. I to, I, and I had to retool my Ainz argument just a little bit because I had a big crusade over about the church and where it belongs and. You know how we have defined good versus evil. Is I had this big crusade and I had to toss it out. I have to take a quick break because I finally finished. Mm. <laughs> I'll be right back. Well, are you ready? Because uh, you're up first, and let me just tell you, um, as much as the way that you feel about Spike is probably pretty similar to the way I feel about Yurikatsuki. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Best of luck to you, butter. I know. Let's do it. This is going to be a dog fight is what this is going to be. Hell yeah, it's going to be a dog fight. I just hope I can present this correctly. That, that's the thing. I just hope I can present it and hit it. I'm going to sit in my comfy chair. <laughs> no man said I'm going to. I'm a yeah, I'm going to sit back here and I am not. I'm going to sit up in my general comfy general's chair. I got, I got some commentary about uh some stuff that i had to leave out for get no game no life 
Because like it is important, but like there's Holy no way Jesus. that it would it would be like another ten minutes, and I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. There's there's so much you can say about that anime because it was way deeper than everyone than anyone could have known. And then once you got into it, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Uh, for everybody uh, listening after the fact, uh, make sure you come in and hang with us on Twitch because you get all the really juicy stuff after the recording's over. <laughs> uh, that's God. true. It's so true. All right, y'all prepared for this last one? I'm ready. Uh, I gave I'm, y'all I'm eating chicken. <laughs> it's okay because Lupin goes first oh, for Spike. Oh no, I know. Oh, no. And uh, with and its character arc, and it's just good luck, buddy. I know. Essentially, series against series, because I don't think. Yeah, the, the, I mean, I don't think Cowboy hearing... Bebop split an arc, so I think it's just one straight through. <sighs> I wish this was a, a standard debate because then I could. Do rebuttals against my opponent. Oh, this would be so much easier. Sorry. Sorry. I know. Yeah, there are times I, I really wanted that oh. too. <laughs> oh, it's so much easier for me. good. Uh, okay. All he is is a figure skater. You're good. Hey! No. No, you don't understand. It's not that he's a... you got to understand right. both All he is these is a figure characters. Okay. I want to... You've got to understand both these characters, man. Like, both of these characters. It's... The uh, the emotional damage I'm going through today, you have to understand that. I I just want to I just want to make it clear, um, Yuri Kotsky is um, gay and not buried, which makes him a threat. <laughs> he said gay and not buried. Just yep. I'm... gay and not buried. His gay like you know barrier gays. He's not buried. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right, Lupin, you ready? This is it. Last one of the night. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll count myself in. Okay, you got this one. Three, two, one, let's jam. All right, I have Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. Again, this is half of my name. Um, at Supin Bebop. Um, Spike, throughout the entirety of Cowboy Bebop, which is his arc, he goes from a lone wolf wanderer to someone who want, he picks up you know, some oddballs along the way. And he comes to rely on those people to not only keep him alive, but, you know, kind of be a mirror and a foil to himself. Um, especially as he fights his arch rival throughout throughout the series, uh, the, the syndicate with Vicious, who was his old partner, who turned on him. Um, and the his development really comes from the fact that he develops relationships um, when he thought he was someone who just couldn't. He didn't like women, children, and animals, and he winds up living with a woman, a child, and an animal. Um, and they actually wind up depending on him, on him as much as he does them. Um, and he learns he can't go at it alone. And even though um, he realizes that his nemesis, Vicious, and himself do have a score to settle, and they're the only ones that can bring themselves to their their pinnacle or their demise or what have you he learns spike learns that the people around him also built him up just as much and they become a team um and as a bounty hunter typically you work alone but he he learns that he's not in it alone and damn it means damn it 
I need more time. Okay. My question is, it means what to you, which is what you're about to say. Yep. <laughs> Summarize how you feel about Cowboy Bebop in one sentence. <laughs> that might be the toughest question for you of the night. All right, Alex. Time to close it on. Here we go. You and your figure skater. Me and my figure skaters. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'll count myself in. Three, two, one. Okay, so I'm going to sp- like focus in, um, not just on the overall show's arc, but specifically the last like arc of the episode, or the last epi- the episode's last arc. So... Um, Yuri Kotsky and Yuri Plazeski are going head-to-head in the Grand Prix final. Um, each of them ends up breaking um, Viktor Nikiforov's former like personal best record, and it's really impressive. Um, Yuri Plazeski barely squeaks out a win, like, by the skin of his teeth, and it's only to keep Yuri Kotsky competing. So, throughout the show, the two Yuris have been on parallel paths, and they finally meet in this heavyweight technician versus prodigy, like, face-off. Yuri is the tech. Yuri Kotsky is the technician. He is working his ass off. He is doing the work. He is doing what he has to. He is striving for acceptance. And ultimately, this ties into like his entire character arc. He's been trying to like make something happen for himself because he's already failed once. And overall, as far as it concerns with the show, he is working towards this. And despite the fact that he ends up in actually pretty similar circumstances, he has a devastating blow that happens to him right before he goes on and powers through that to actually get something that he's happy with. Like he gets Victor's love at the end of it. He doesn't win, but he does like have what he came for. Like he is a respected figure skater. He is a rival to be reckoned with. And even by the end of it, he and Yuri like each other. This like arc means everything to me. And this figure skating is beautiful. You 100% should watch it. It's great. I think I want something more specific than it means everything to you. I understand yeah, I was, that's, that's what I was about to say. I, I want, want the why as far as like I'm, I'm you said it means to everything that. to you. But I know those five seconds were like closing in and you just had no hang. Mm-hmm. But I felt the emotion behind it. I will tell you that. <laughs> Lupin. God damn it. Okay. Go Lupin. Okay. So for me, it means this show means everything to me because the ending, especially um, the good versus evil battle, the hey, I gained, I gained a family and friends versus you know the lone, I continue to be lone wolf and gain power. There was no the resolution was no matter at the end of the day, pine box. Um, everyone marked up in a pine box, and it hit really particularly close to home for me because it meant that no matter hope is good and keep fighting the good fight even if it kills you so I mentioned before that um, this show means everything to me because it does Um, but specifically this arc means a whole lot to me because it's the crescendo and the peak of everything that it's been building toward Like, your heart is pounding by the time that the two of them are on the ice. You are dialed into it, and the way that it ends 
It doesn't feel great for Yuri, but he gets everything that he wants, and that's just as good. And I feel great about it. Let me weigh out these points. Honestly, regardless of what happens, I might just go watch some gay figure skater anime. You should! It's so good! It's so good! You need to anyway. It's only 12 episodes and it's so good! I have to understand. Like, the whole time, I'm like, you're making fun of that, but I'm like, dude, you're going to feel some kind of way about this once you watch it. You okay, Alex? No. I don't like this keeps happening. <laughs> this is a stressful time during this tournament. More right. relaxed so with the tournament. I don't have to vote over. all the ones I've, I've put out there. Oh, man. That's a tough one. Right. That really is hard. And they're just different styles of anime, too. That's the biggest one. Yeah, we were trying to compensate for that, but like, I know, and like it, it still speaks for the MCs, regardless. Ooh. And I have a soft spot for both of them, and I haven't even seen all of Cowboy Bebop yet. And once again, on the points, y'all are even, because of course you are. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah, this is one where... Honestly... We were both, we were both going to swing on this. Mm-hmm. I'll be the yeah, first yeah, vote. Yeah. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say Yuri. On the minute fact that you I can't hit all the points, pulling me because I muted myself. I muted my audio. So oh, you muted it? Okay. I I'm picking Yuri strictly on the idea, not on the idea, on the fact that emotionally I felt a little bit more when Alex was talking about kind of how it felt to her because you guys hit all the points. It's even, and I think. Lupin needed a little bit more time and more than one sentence to convey like what Cowboy Bebop means to him. Because we've talked about it enough that I think it's just... Man. Like, that I think I agree with DK though. for exactly the same reason. Like, oh, you beat me to it. I was on the same boat. It hurts. But it's so painful, though. Yo, upset of the night, though. Holy shit. Just giving you guys a heads up, I have my audio muted. I have my headphones muted right now, so I don't want really to hear the votes because I just I, 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 I can't. I, my mic is still on, though. What'd you say, Alex? 
said I agree with DK for did exactly Alex, the same reason. Did she go undefeated today? Yes. <laughs> she went undefeated and I got absolutely mopped. <laughs> so. I, uh... Love I it, wanna, though. I do, I do want to say that, like, even as somebody who has not finished Cowboy Bebop, uh, like, that decision was was about as painful as the time I broke my leg. So, like... <laughs> my yeah, man, that was hard. Lupin, I know that, like, you have your headphones muted, and I hope that you can hear me now so that I can tell you this. Maybe? No? Lupin? Lupin. Lupin. Wake your way up. Make a message that says it's safe. I think I'll see it. Oh. I was wondering if he was streaming real quick. I was going to be like, hey. Okay. We're talking to you. That was funny. <laughs> oh. I... The thing about this, and again, I am not trying to gloat here. I am just trying to get the point out. The thing about this that makes this so painful is we have talked about Cowboy Bebop enough that I know what this means to Lupin, and he just could not say it in time. Oh, no. That's why I was like, he doesn't have you enough know, time. I was going with Spike at first, and then I was like... I, I don't want to sound too dramatic about this. But, like, I know that there's nothing physically wrong with me, but it feels like I require metal, medical attention. You've gone through this <laughs> like, a lot tonight, okay? Like, my bad leg is aching. It remembers. Yeah, bless y'all, next time is the quarterfinals. But good show for the wins. Woo! Good shows. Y'all had some good ones for me. Redemption! I'm happy to be here. I would feel real good if Mr. For the Win watches a silent voice and Mrs. For the Win will watch at least season one of High School DxD. Deal. That's yes. Yeah, let's go. Deal. I will grant you this much. I. For you say making it to the second round. That's all I want. And I appreciate it, Mr. For the Win. I'm going to literally go back and watch Witchblade, but in depth. I'm watching I, <laughs> No Game, No Life, just because. <laughs> I had no idea how much I was going to care about this when I had to do it. It's not fair. Y'all tricked me into this. No. And I feel bamboozled. And my leg hurts. <laughs> my leg hurts. My man so feels bamboozled. <laughs> So, um, DK, you want to wrap it up? Yes. Thank you guys so much for coming out and joining the podcast. If you're listening to this recording or you're yes. watching the YouTube video, you guys put your comments down. Find us on social media. Show up on Mondays or Tuesday evenings whenever we do the next podcast because we want you in the chat. We need extra tiebreakers or people to say conflicting things in the chat where we're trying to make arguments and throw us off. Because it's getting harder. It's only <laughs> going to get harder. It's only going to get worse from here. So we definitely yes. need your feedback. We need your feedback. Dude, the amount of emotional damage I have gone through tonight. <laughs> emotional damage. Yes. Like, I can't. And we well, absolutely have fun before and after the pod. So y'all got to uh, yeah, be People have said some things that I was like, there's no way that's in this anime. <laughs> and, and you get down to it and it's like, Man, that's really good. And then I'm just like, oh, this is the second time in a row, man. 
I just sucks. I, I I appreciate it. Like I said.